This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. I'm Tom Hodson, your guest host, and in this episode, I'll be talking with our very own Bev Jones. Today, Bev will be wearing her career coaching hat, and I'll be asking her for nuts and bolts advice about how to launch your own business, whether you're in the middle of your career or thinking about an alternative to retirement. We'll talk about how to start your planning, even if you have no idea about where to begin, how to start preparing for entrepreneurship well in advance, and what are some of the basics that will help you make your business a success. Bev, when you and I talk about uh, things in, in your specialty area, Oftentimes, I, I come in um, fairly skeptical, and, <laughs> and, and I'm not I'm not necessarily the model uh, that you're aiming for uh, with your advice, or maybe I am. But but when we talk about retirement, I think you and I are in agreement. I I see so many of um, our friends and colleagues who are out there and they either go to retirement reluctantly or they go to retirement as an escape and it lasts for about six months and then they're either bored stiff or they die. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's a grim way of describing it, but I know what you mean. Uh, It's it's just like – there's nothing on their horizon, and so uh, things get a little dim and dismal. However, that being said, there are a lot of people looking at retirement as a time to – I hate the term, but it, it works here – reinvent themselves and come up with a new life and new interests. That's exactly right. The um, um, oh, the wave of senior entrepreneurship, some people call it, uh, is really robust. So many people are looking to create businesses after their big career or their main career or the career they happen to have now. And um, the research suggests that the older entrepreneurs actually have a much higher success rate. There's there's some value to all that experience, and I think not just experience, but resilience and persistence and those kind of things. So the idea of a business down the road is really appealing to people, but it's also realistic, and um, we're just seeing it sweep across the nation. I know one of your uh, close associates and friends, uh, Carrie Hannon, uh, who's an author of Never Too Old to Get Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting a Business in Midlife, uh, did a really good uh, interview with you for MarketWatch, for uh, MPR, 
uh, about this topic. So uh, people in the field see you as sort of an expert on this, uh, not only because uh, you're a career coach and counselor, but you lived through this yourself. Yes, I've had more than the average person's um, number of careers. I've done <laughs> it quite really a few times. Have. You and me, I think we're running a race. Well, I think we might be. Um, but I'm ahead of you on the track of doing things that are entrepreneurial. And it is um, a very fun part of life for me to um, think about what else do I want to do? What do I want to do next? Or what do I want to do? I can't even um, call it a side gig because um, now for years I've had a portfolio of odds and ends. Um, It is um, a wonderful way of looking at life, I find, to be optimistic that you can always do something interesting if you want to expand the life you have now. You took something, and this is going to lead into a a second question, but you took something that you had done all of your life. You had been a mentor all of your professional life. You mentored friends and associates at work. Uh, People came to you for career advice or as a sounding board on things. Uh, But you took an interest that you had and a proclivity that you had to be really good at something and built that into its own business. You now you're an author. You're you're a lecturer. You're a counselor. You you do a podcast. You know it it sort of exploded. Yes, I I um, liked being a lawyer for twenty years or so, and I liked being a corporate executive. But I never thought this is what I am here to do. I never had that feeling. I just was having fun with it, but. You know, when I was a lawyer, when I was outside counsel, I seemed to spend a lot of time with my clients talking about what would this project mean for your career? <laughs> and um, it, it's, I just, uh, you know, I find myself doing this whether the victim wants it or not. It's just my thing. And so when I had the opportunity to um, rethink my next step because of a merger, I thought, this is it. This is the time. Now, this was 20 years ago, and coaching wasn't as um, common as it is now. And I, when I decided I was going to do something, I didn't even know that, quote, coaching is a real career. I just couldn't think of what to call myself. So I told somebody I was going to be a coach. And, and then I discovered that Georgetown, where I'd been in law school, had a wonderful new leadership coaching program that was – it's as though it was – created for me. So for me, going back to school and finding out, yes, there's a real career and learning from how other people did it, that that really was a jump start for me. You went on to, to write your fo- first book, Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO, which talks about this. In, it talks about many other things, but it talks ab- about this. And and. I want to tap into that, but also some of the other things that you talked to Carrie Hannon about. You and I, uh, as I have approached the thought of retirement, I have always put it off. And I always thought, uh, I think in part I put it off because it's scary. 
and and it's it's starting a new world. And I think a lot of people are like me. They they don't want to make that step, especially people who have been career people all all of their life. They think they're giving up something. I mean, I, I, I thought the other day I have had a job for an outside employer, outside the family, continually since I was twelve. Yeah. Now, so so giving up that. Is is giving up part of your, yourself, but in talking with you for about an hour, uh, I turned that around, and now I'm sort of energized by what's out there. Yes. What 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 what, what can I do? How can I pull all of these hundreds of interests that I've had over my lifetime into a bundle? That that I can do and flourish with exactly. I uh, we did have a, a a good talk, and the first thing we had to do was like stop thinking about retirement. Think about what it is that you're going to do that's going to be fun and rewarding in so many ways, and how do you create a portfolio of activities? Um, some of it's nonprofit. Uh, some of it is a business. How do you put together? Um, a, a bunch of things and um, launch your kind of new phase. It's not retirement. It's a, it's a different phase. But on, on the business side of it, you know, one of the first things to do is come up with the business in your head. As soon as you have a thing, as soon as you have a separate entity that can have a mission, it can have goals, it can have um, – a brand, it can have values. All of a sudden, it's not you feeling alone and retired. It is you having something vibrant that you can grow. So the first step is coming up with the idea of the commitment of, and then making the commitment and then getting started. And you can do this well before you retire. That that core, that, that business, for want of a better term, mm-hmm. um, can also be, as I understand it, multifaceted. It doesn't have to be limited to to one thing. Absolutely. And also this personal portfolio that you were talking about, uh, you made a very interesting point when we were chatting the other day that part of that is personal. Part of it's like fitness yes. and uh, literacy if you're a reader or – you know, keeping your brain stimulated on things that are not necessarily at the core of the business. Yes. I. The way I do it for myself is I tend to have um, an idea of what do I want to accomplish? What do I um, want to do? Do I want to write another book? Do I want to have these kind of clients? Whatever it is. And then I ask myself, First, why do I want to do it? And also, how do I have to be? How do I have to be as a person in order to be successful at accomplishing those things? And what dawned on me kind of early on when I was starting to put together this portfolio is that the picture in my head of myself being successful, my visualization of my successful self was somebody who was energetic and who was well-versed in things and who was learning and who knew lots of people. And I realized that part of, for me, the path is always trying to be the kind of person 
who I think will succeed in the thing I want to do. And fitness, um, for those of us who are getting older, is a huge component because in so many things, um, there's age discrimination these days. It's based on an assumption that you're not going to produce, you're not going to be up to date, you're not going to work hard. So one of the first things you want to do is um, create for yourself a vision of the person you're going to be who is energetic, who's still engaged, who's learning, who's tech savvy, who's all those kind of things, whatever it is that you care about. It's probably not a good thing if you moan getting out of the chair <laughs> with a client, right? Yeah, so keep your moans to yourself. So so being able to come across um, as energetic as you um, might feel, I mean, that that's that's part of uh, your next phase very often. It certainly is for me. So in, in envisioning the future, um, part of that, uh, I take it, is setting goals. But, but the goals I hear you talking about are both business goals as well as personal goals. And probably in this enterprise, this entrepreneurship in retirement – those two merge more than they do if you're working for an employer. Yes. Uh, it's more like, um, I don't know, remember Venn diagrams, overlapping yes. Oh, circles? God, yes. Um, it's more like that. I, I think that the older we get, the more the values and the contributions we want to make come to the forefront. And so um, most people I know who've created later in life careers – have some kind of mission. They really care about their product. They they want to do something for people. Now, in the business part of their portfolio, they want to be paid for doing some of those things. But very often, you have um, a broader vision. You want to have um, you want to help young people get jobs. You want to. Um, mentor young journalists. I'm just thinking of some things that you've been doing in your sure. day job. Um, you, I know you, you're interested in um, some kinds of um, antiques or um, that's something that's kind of been a business for you. You are a cartoonist. I mean, you give speeches. You teach judges. There's so many things that you do that are already part of your portfolio, for example. And um, so you kind of think about what are your values, where do you want to serve, what are the kind of things you like to do, and you sort of lay those all out, and then you figure out which are the things that I'm going to do as a, just as a contributor, and it has nothing to do with the business, and then what are the kind of things that look like this could work well as a business, and I'd like the structure and the challenge, and some cash flow. So. You, you sort them out, but you lay out all of the things that you might be contributing and, and figure out how you're going to structure each one of them. And you've uh, talked to me, and this is a whole show in, in itself, about mind mapping. And you can do this fairly easily if you have a, say, a, a core enterprise, for want of a better term, as a hub and then spokes out from that hub. Well, the whole the, – yeah, let me talk a little bit about what mind mapping okay. is. It's, it's a very visual thing, uh, which so makes it hard to, to do um, and an audio. But I find it a really handy tool when you're trying to visualize and work towards something that's complicated with lots of parts. 
A mind map is basically a, a diagram that's sort of a hub and spokes kind of diagram. The hub is, the, is maybe an icon or a letter that represents your next career. So if we were doing one of your potential career at some right. point down the road, maybe we'd just take the letter T for your name, and it's Tom's career. And then that's the hub. And then the branches that come out, and I'm making this up because I don't know what you want to do, but one branch might be your um, um, antique business. One branch might be the radio and other production work that you've done your whole adult life. One thing might be the work you do as a teacher of judges and lawyers. These are all of the kind of branches. And then I would add branch for kind of fitness. I know you and... um, um, your wife work in partnership mm-hmm. early, so there might be a partnership branch. There might be a learning branch. There are things that you want to um, – now you have the freedom to learn some new production techniques or whatever it is. So you've got the maybe six to ten branches out of that hub, and then you can divide them into smaller branches. And it's a wonderful way to take something complicated that just feels like a mess of ideas and look at it, and all of a sudden you have a picture – of what your next life phase is going to be like. I've found that um, it really works for me because you can look at it and just glance at it and suddenly be reminded that there are a whole lot of things in your career. But I've seen it work very well with um, clients who feel like, oh, there's so many different things, they don't know how to sort it out. And suddenly in 20 minutes, they can do a picture and the picture can might last through a whole couple of years. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Masters in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash School. I know one of your uh, points is that you can never start too early with this. If, if you're thinking about retirement a couple of years from now or uh, even a couple of months from now, you should be thinking now about that time instead of getting to that end point and then go, oh, my God, what do I do? Absolutely. There's several areas that... Um you particularly want to be thinking ahead about. One of them is that if you have a product you want to sell, probably that's going to involve social media. And it takes a while to to get a feel for how to do that, whether you're selling your professional services and you want to have a LinkedIn profile that's robust and talks about um, all the kinds of things you do, or you're going to be um, on Pinterest or Etsy or something like that, learning how to use it and also cleaning up the social media presence that you may have now, <laughs> um, you know, those those things take a while. So that's something you can start years before you actually uh, are thinking about 
uh, launching a business. There are also lots of things to learn. Um, some folks only have the vaguest idea about how business works, about how do you keep track of uh, um, money. And, and, you know, they've never had any kind of um, sales and marketing experience, whatever it is. So getting those skills in a time you can do it in kind of a relaxed way, that's an important thing to do. And maybe this is the lawyer in me talking, but also know what you don't know. Yeah, and as far as business goes, um, should you have a particular business structure? Should you have a partnership? Should you have a, a limited liability corporation called an LLC? Uh, you know, what kind of entity should you have? If money's coming in, how is that money going to be accounted for on yeah. on on your income tax? Uh, uh, is, is there liability protection that 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 you need? Uh, all of these questions, in addition to basic accounting, um, don't come naturally to a lot of people. That's right, and the the kind of things you're just described. If in fact you do like a one person business and you don't have employees, um, they can be pretty simple, but they're only simple. Once you've gotten some advice and you figured out how to do them, it's not uh, it's not terribly complicated, but it can be messy if you don't think of them ahead of time. So uh, creating a, um, an LLC in in the state of Virginia, I know it costs about fifty bucks. Yeah, it's not um, expensive at but all. But kind of doing those things in advance and getting comfortable with the idea and thinking about um, wh- how other businesses are doing, maybe doing some unpaid internship work for another business or um, doing some volunteer work that'll help you build your skills. All of those are things that can take a while um, if you have a while, but they're enjoyable and you can test out your idea. One thing though that I would advise people to outsource almost always is um, have a small business accountant. Yes. Uh, because they can help you out tax-wise. They can help you out uh, cash flow-wise. They really can help you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. And so maybe finding your team, um, thinking about who's going to help you, thinking about who your customers are going to be and how you connect with them. Uh, there are lots of things that you can do well in advance, and um, you can do them on a very much a part-time basis. There's no need to wait very often uh, until you actually retire. You can kind of start a side gig and get some experience well in advance if that's if you have the time. One of the things I'm looking forward to when and if I retire is the ability to say no. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't feel obligated yes. anymore to do that. Yes, that uh, is one of the joys. W- one of the areas of uh, uh, contention is is a bad word. One of the areas where you and I go back and forth mm-hmm. is on the area of networking. But but you think it's important to to this enterprise in in sort of a different way. Absolutely, I think if you're thinking about a business or an effort that helps people without asking for money from them, either way, you have to figure out how am I going to reach those people. And part of the fun 
of this is actually connecting with those people. It's actually looking at other people and seeing their needs and seeing how you can help them. But you have to um, find a way to interact with them, whether it's virtual or person to person. You cannot, um, and well, and very seldom can you do something in isolation. If you're a craftsperson um, and you have somebody who's going to, uh, I don't know, sell the things you make, then maybe you don't need all of those things. You just need um, a, a couple of folks to be your vendors and so forth. But most of the time, um, you need to connect with the people who are going to be the takers of what you're offering. So that you can see whether you're offering the right thing. <laughs> exactly. And, and really, that's part of the fun. It's the part of the growth, the interaction, the looking to figure out how you can be of service to somebody and then um, having, you know, holding yourself accountable and asking, did I do this well or can I do this better? Many of us uh, will go into retirement from working with organizations or businesses that have had long histories uh, and and traditions. Uh, but when you when you go into a business, I I want to have you talk about being patient, uh, being aggressive in what you do, but also being patient. And this is what I mean by that. When you started your, this podcast, uh, you had to have realistic expectations that that you had had no audience to start with. Yes, and you started building audience, building audience. You networked with people. You you brought in better and, and more important guests, perhaps, or more influential guests. And now you've it, it's growing exponentially. The, the audience, but you had to be patient for a while to know that you had to plant that seed and, and nurture it for a while before it would take off. That's right. I, I think this is one of the things that's easier when you get older, maybe because you've been through this cycle so many times. But what um, for many of us, you know, by the time we reach a, a stage where we feel pretty confident about a new enterprise, the, the success, the sales, the audience, whatever it is, it's almost like a byproduct. That the focus is on how can I do this well? How can I create this? How can I get better? How can I reach more people? But the scorekeeping, you don't worry about too much. It tends to happen or it doesn't. But if you just keep focusing on how can I do this better? How can I have more meaning? How can I have more fun? It kind of takes care of itself. One of the things that you stress is is surrounding yourself with positive people. And um, boy, I, I, I can't overemphasize how important that is. I love to hear you say that. <laughs> but because, you know, there are so many Eeyores out there. I, I'm a skeptic. I'm not an Eeyore. That's right. Uh, but there are so many Eeyores out there that can just dampen your spirits. Yeah. And, and you know, if you look at neuroscience, um, there's lots of new evidence that it literally changes your brain. If you're around a negative person or you're around a positive person, their um, emotions are contagious. And it changes the way you think about yourself and what you do if you're around a negative person 
too much, but you can get on an upward spiral and of creativity and um, happiness if you surround yourself with positive people. I know that's not always um, possible, but it's something to be conscious of. And sort of hand in glove with that is the ability to offer help to people and to the willingness to receive help that that we're not really expert at exactly. this new uh, enterprise that we're engaging in. It's it's all give and take at this stage. You give where you can and you recognize that your success is going to require asking for help. Listening is always a big thing uh, for you in in any kind of interpersonal relationship uh, or professional relationship. I know you're big on managers listening to their employees and, and listening, co-workers listening um, to each other. How important is the concept of listening to this process? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it's vital because it's about um, listening to customers. And, and when I'm thinking of people being in a big organization but thinking like entrepreneurs, part of it is that you can learn the skill of listening to your customers. And in a big organization, your customers can be your colleagues, your boss, the people you're trying to help, anybody who's impacted by your work. But if you get in the habit of listening to the impact that you're having on others' lives and also listening to what they need and want and hope for, if you, if you get in the habit of listening, then you're setting yourself up for success. I, I want to talk about three things together in about the last five minutes or so that we have, and, and that is um, defining your brand. Mm-hmm. And promoting that brand, but promoting it through learning how to be motivated to promote that brand. And then finally, a social media strategy, which is critical to the uh, identity of a brand or the expansion of a brand. All of those three, In I think, are linked. five minutes, yes. Okay. Um they are, you can go a little longer. They, 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 <laughs> they, are, they are linked. The issue of branding is two big facets of that. One is understanding the values you're trying to produce, understanding the characteristics of your work, the uh, value of your, what you're producing, having a sense of, of, of what it is you want to be and do. That's the one thing. And the other part of your brand is how you project it. Your brand isn't just the thing. It's how you talk about and make people aware of the thing that you're producing. So having an idea of, of what you're going to produce and then how you want it to appear to other people, that's a starting point. Um, as you're thinking about those things, you need to very much have in mind your audience. You know, who are you going to presenting this service or thing to? Um, and so as you're thinking about your brand, you're also thinking about 
what other people need and how can you interact with them and how can you learn about what they're um, seeking and then you can describe your thing in, in words that make sense. How do you understand their problem so that your thing can be the answer to somebody's problem? So that's kind of how the process. How can you be important to, to, yeah, to, to them? Exactly. And then figuring out um, social media is just these days normally a part of the process. Where, who, who are the people you're looking to reach and where are they likely to go for information? And how can you put yourself in their information flow in a way that's positive? And this might mean social media. It might mean um, getting involved in local activities. There are a lot of ways to do it. But you start with the idea that these are the people, this is what they need, this is what I'm going to offer, and here's how we're going to create the communication links. The social media is is interesting because I think people of retirement age have different thoughts or, or experiences with social media. Uh, fo- folks, it's more than just putting your grandchildren's pictures on Facebook. It it really is an integrated strategy of when do you use Instagram? When do you use Twitter? When do you use Facebook? And in what way do you use Facebook? When do you use LinkedIn? When might you use Pinterest as as a vehicle? And all of those may be different characterizations or different aspects of your product, so yeah. to speak. But be, you don't have to be overwhelmed by it. You don't have to do no. everything at once. The uh, thing I suggest is you find some brands that you like. You find some, um, you, you kind of search online, you find people who have products you like, you find people who's uh, who you want to be more like, and then you start looking at how their profiles are coming across. LinkedIn is a great way to find professionals who um, you can search by occupation. LinkedIn is predominant in, in, in as career. a professional and career uh, communication. Exactly. But if what you want to do is um, sell art, then you go to someplace else. So find the um, find the channels where your kind of thing um, is presented and look and see how other people are presented their offerings. And so you can gradually kind of pick up how the flow goes. You know, you, you've got me excited. Oh, good. I'm excited <laughs> about all this. for you then. Uh, you know, I, on this show, I've been much less curmudgeoning. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then and, I, and I'm really excited, truly. I feel that jazz about work is a success. <laughs> I think we have, we have landed at an important point here. Anything that we missed, Ben? No, I think this is a lot for one day. We can talk again. I, I And the next time, I'm going to give you a challenge because I want you to... I want us to do a whole show on mind mapping, but to do it orally without visuals is going to be the challenge. Okay, so what I often do on telephone calls is I sketch mind maps, and then I can give somebody a summary of what we've just done. So we'll do it that way and see how it works. Thanks, Thanks, as always, Bev. Today, we've been talking with Bev Jones about tips for budding entrepreneurs People of all ages who yearn to shift gears and launch their own businesses. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your guest host, Tom Hudson. 
Today's career tip is if you're thinking about creating a business sometime in the future, it's never too early to get started. You can begin right now to start building your network and thinking like an entrepreneur. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you come back soon. Thank you.